0: What does it look like to celebrate Black joy while also not shying away from lament and grief? Stay tuned to learn more about a new book by Sheila Wise Rowe, titled Young, Gifted, and Black. This is IVP. listening to get in the word with truth table your word is truth, your word is life. presented by inner city press
1: your word is truth, your word is life.
0: the daily audio bible podcast read by dr Christina edmondson and akemeni uwan
1: Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us.
0: Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading. Exodus chapter 6,
1: verses 14 through Exodus chapter 7. The Ancestry of Moses and Aaron. These were the heads of their fathers' households. The sons of Reuben, the firstborn son of Israel, were Hanok and Palu, Hezron and Carmi. These were the clans of Reuben. The sons of Simeon were Jemuel, Jamin, Ohad, Jakin, Zohar, and Shal, the son of a Canaanite woman. These were the clans of Simeon. Now these were the names of the sons of Levi according to their records, Gershon, Kohath, and Marari. The length of Levi's life was 137 years. The sons of Gershon, by their families, were Libni and Shimei. The sons of Kohath were Amram, Izhar, Hebron, and Uzziel. The length of Kohath's life was a hundred and thirty three years. The sons of Merari were Mali and Mushi. These were the clans of Levi according to their records. Amram married his father's sister Jochebed, and she bore him Aaron and Moses. The length of Amram's life was a hundred and thirty seven years. The sons of Izhar were Korah, Nepheg, and Zikri. The sons of Uziel were Mishael, Elzaphan, and Sithri. Aaron married Elishaba, the daughter of Aminadab and sister of Nashon. And she bore Nadab and Abihu, Eliezer and Ithamar. The sons of Korah were Asir, Elkanah, and Abiasaf. These were the Korahite clans. Now Eliezer, son of Aaron, married one of the daughters of Putil, and she bore him Phinehas. These were the heads of the fathers' households of Levi, according to their clans. It was the same Aaron and Moses to whom the Lord said, Bring the Israelites out of the land of Egypt by their regiments. They were the men who were speaking to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, in order to bring the Israelites out of Egypt. It was the same Moses and Aaron. The Authentication of the Word When the Lord spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt, he said to him, I am the Lord. Tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, all that I am telling you. But Moses said before the Lord, since I speak with difficulty, why should Pharaoh listen to me? Exodus chapter 7. So the Lord said to Moses, see, I have made you like God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron will be your prophet. You are to speak everything I command you, and your brother Aaron is to tell Pharaoh that he must release the Israelites from his land. But I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and although I will multiply my signs and my wonders in the land of Egypt, Pharaoh will not listen to you. I will reach into Egypt and bring out my regiments, my people, the Israelites from the land of Egypt with great acts of judgment. Then the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I extend my hand over Egypt and bring the Israelites out from among them. And Moses and Aaron did so. They did just as the Lord commanded them. Now Moses was 80 years old and Aaron was 83 years old when they spoke to Pharaoh. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, when Pharaoh says to you, Do a miracle and you say to Aaron, take your staff and throw it down before Pharaoh. It will become a snake. When Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh, they did so, just as the Lord had commanded them. Aaron threw down his staff before Pharaoh and his servants and it became a snake. Then Pharaoh also summoned wise men and sorcerers and the magicians of Egypt by their secret arts did the same thing. Each man threw down his staff and the staffs became snakes. But Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs. Yet Pharaoh's heart became hard. And he did not listen to them, just as the Lord had predicted. Plague 1. Water to blood. The Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is hard. He refuses to release the people. Go to Pharaoh in the morning when he goes out to the water. Position yourself to meet him by the edge of the Nile and take in your hand the staff that was turned into a snake. Tell him, the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has sent me to say to you, release my people that they may serve me in the wilderness. But until now you have not listened. This is what the Lord has said. By this, you will know that I am the Lord. I am going to strike the water of the Nile with the staff that is in my hand, and it will turn into blood. Fish in the Nile will die. The Nile will stink, and the Egyptians will be unable to drink water from the Nile. Then the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron, take your staff and stretch out your hand over Egypt's waters, over the rivers, over their canals, over their ponds, and over all their reservoirs, so that it becomes blood. There will be blood everywhere in the land of Egypt, even in wooden and stone containers. Moses and Aaron did so, just as the Lord had commanded. He raised the staff and struck the water that was in the Nile right before the eyes of Pharaoh and his servants, and all the water that was in the Nile was turned to blood. When the fish that were in the Nile died, the Nile began to stink so that the Egyptians could not drink water from the Nile. There was blood everywhere in the land of Egypt. But the magicians of Egypt did the same by their secret hearts, and so Pharaoh's heart remained hard. And he refused to listen to Moses and Aaron, just as the Lord had predicted. And Pharaoh turned and went into his house. He did not pay any attention to this. All the Egyptians dug around the Nile for water to drink, because they could not drink the water of the Nile. Seven full days passed after the Lord struck the Nile. Psalm 147 Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God. Yes, praise is pleasant and appropriate. The Lord rebuilds Jerusalem and gathers the exiles of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. He counts the number of the stars. He names all of them. Our Lord is great and has awesome power. There is no limit to his wisdom. The Lord lifts up the oppressed but knocks the wicked to the ground. Offer to the Lord a song of thanks. Sing praises to our God, to the accompaniment of a harp. He covers the sky with clouds, provides the earth with rain, and causes grass to grow on the hillsides. He gives food to the animals and to the young ravens when they chirp. He is not enamored with the strength of a horse, nor is he impressed by the warrior's strong legs. The Lord takes delight in his faithful followers and in those who wait for his loyal love. Extol the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. For he makes the bars of your gates strong. He blesses your children within you. He brings peace to your territory. He abundantly provides for you the best grain. He sends his command through the earth. Swiftly, his order reaches its destination. He sends the snow that is white like wool. He spreads the frost that is white like ashes. He throws his hailstones like crumbs. Who can withstand the cold wind he sends? He then orders it all to melt. He breathes on it and the water flows. He proclaims his word to Jacob, his statutes and regulations to Israel. He has not done so with any other nation. They are not aware of his regulations. Praise the Lord. New Testament reading. Matthew chapter 6 verses 5 through Matthew chapter 7 verse 6. Private prayer. Whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, because they love to pray while standing in synagogues and on street corners so that people can see them. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. When you pray, do not babble repetitiously like the Gentiles, because they think that by their many words they will be heard. Do not be like them. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. So pray this way. Our father in heaven, may your name be honored. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debt as we ourselves have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive others their sins, Your Heavenly Father will also forgive you, but if you do not forgive others, your Father will not forgive you your sins. Proper Fasting When you fast, do not look sullen like the hypocrites, for they make their faces unattractive so that people will see them fasting. I tell you the truth, they have their reward. When you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others when you are fasting, but only to your Father who is in secret and your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. Lasting Treasure Do not accumulate for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and devouring insect destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But accumulate for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and devouring insect do not destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If then your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is diseased, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Do not worry. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink. Or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't there more to life than food and more to the body than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap or gather into barns. Yet your heavenly father feeds them. Aren't you more valuable than they are? And which of you, by worrying, can add even one hour to his life? Why do you worry about clothing? Think about how the flowers of the field grow. They do not work or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his glory was clothed like one of these. And if this is how God clothes the wild grass, which is here today and tomorrow is tossed into the fire to heat the oven, won't he clothe you even more, you people of little faith? So then don't worry, saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? For the unconverted pursue these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But above all, pursue his kingdom and righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So then, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Today has enough trouble of its own. Matthew chapter 7 Do not judge. Do not judge so that you will not be judged. For by the standard you judge, you will be judged, and the measure you use will be the measure you receive. Why do you see the speck in your brother's eye, but fail to see the beam of wood in your own? Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye while there is a beam in your own? You hypocrite. First remove the beam from your own eye, and then you can see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give what is holy to dogs or throw your pearls before pigs. Otherwise, they will trample them under their feet and turn around and tear you to pieces. Luke chapter 6 verses 37 to 42. Do not judge others. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together, running over will be poured into your lap for the measure you use will be the measure you receive. He also told them a parable. Someone who is blind cannot lead another who is blind, can he? Won't they both fall into a pit? A disciple is not greater than his teacher, but everyone, when fully trained, will be like his teacher. Why do you see the speck in your brother's eye but fail to see the beam of wood in your own? How can you say to your brother, brother, let me remove the speck from your eye, while you yourself don't see the beam in your own? You hypocrite. First remove the beam from your own eye then you can see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Father in heaven, we thank you. Thank you for your word, oh God. Thank you so much, oh God, for the ways that you verify the credibility of our call. Oh God, I just thank you for the ways that even your word You give us the genealogy of Aaron and Moses, providing a receipt that these are the same Moses and Aaron that you called. Thank you so much. The same Moses and Aaron that you called to go before Pharaoh to deliver your people. God, we thank you. We thank you, O God, for the historical receipts that you provide, O Lord God, to show us, O Lord God, that we can truly trust your word, O Lord God, because these things, O God, are not. Uh, uh, are not just made up. This is not uh, 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 some uh, some magical faith that we believe in. This is a historical faith. I thank you so much, oh God, for that, Lord God. We thank you for the call of Moses and the calls, oh God, that you have placed on every believer as uh, uh, as the royal uh, priesthood, oh God, that we, we are prophet, priests, and kings, oh Lord God, would you help us? Thank you for the threefold anointing that we have in Christ, oh God. Thank you, oh God. That Jesus taught us to pray and that because Jesus taught us to pray, that is why we call you Father. It is Jesus who taught us to say our Father who art in heaven. Thank you, O God, that that Jesus showed us how to pray, how to approach you and knowing, O God, that we don't have to say a bunch of words, O God, because you already know what we have need of, which is why we don't need to worry. Oh God as we know that there this world is just uh there's so many demands placed on us, so many concerns, so many worries. Uh, uh um so many deadlines, so many things that vie for our attention and concern us uh on this side, oh God. And so it's easy to fall into worry and it's easy to get anxious, which is why you tell us not to worry because you know that full well, but we thank you for the promises, oh God, that if you clothe the wild grass of the field and if you take care of the ravens, you will take care of us. So would you help us lift that worry, the burden of worries from our hearts, from our shoulders? Would you help us to cast every single one of our cares onto you because we know that you care for us. We pray this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Sheila Wise Rowe, author of Healing Racial Trauma, is releasing a new book this week titled Young, Gifted, and Black. I'm excited that this book gives voice to the real-life stories of Black millennials and younger adults. Their stories of both celebration and lament point towards hope, joy, and healing. Sheila draws from her years of experience in counseling trauma and abuse survivors to provide personal reflections and tools for Black readers and their allies of all ages. Get your copy of Young, Gifted, and Black today at ivpress.com. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off and free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, the word, that's code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivpress.com.